to We Speak Dispatch. Excited to have everybody here. As you can see, we've got the usual suspects. Doug and Joe are hanging out with us today. And we've got a special guest, Travis, from Middle America, who has decided to join us today. So Travis, before we get too far into it, tell us a little bit about you and uh, what's going on with you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Uh, I have been in the business since about 2006, early 2006 is when I started. Uh, I have recently moved up to deputy director at our center from the quality assurance and training aspect. Um, it was there that I got my start. I uh, actually met Doug. He was the first thing. He's the first Thanks. session that I saw at ABCO 2018 in Vegas. So I've uh, tried to use Doug as, as, a, as some help. Um, but yeah, about, what, 14 years in, 15, almost 15. Uh, we do police, fire, and EMS. Uh, we have 13 fire departments and 11 or 12 police departments because the school corporations around here keep adding police departments. Wow. Um, our center's 12 positions, uh, eight assigned to a shift. So yeah, we're decent size, directly south of Indianapolis. So we get some of their stuff that comes south. <laughs> Some awesome. stuff out of Indianapolis. Of yeah, I don't want to be too specific. No, no, no. <laughs> it's Indy. So, because you kind of grew up at that agency, and I think that the topic that I want to discuss for um, the, the entire group is uh, promoting internally or that, that upward career ladder. Um, I, I know that there are some agencies that have a lot of opportunities and some that maybe don't have as many because maybe they're smaller. So how do you promote, if you don't have some place to promote to, how do you encourage or promote professional development and personal development? So, you know, how do we implement those things? So Travis, for, for you, since you said you, you've gone up the chain now, what did that look like at your agency? Yeah, so, you know, pre-consolidation, we took five centers into one. So pre-consolidation, there really wasn't a whole lot of opportunity. You know, there were five centers, five directors, but other than that, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so once consolidation came around, it really helped us build kind of a career path, career ladder through the department. Um, now we have some established positions. We have four shifts, we're 12 hour shifts. So you have four CTOs and four supervisors. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got the quality assurance and training coordinator, the deputy director and the director. And luckily uh, throughout the consolidation, it's kind of went like we planned where, you know, our CTO, you apply, you start as a CTO, you know, you move into a supervisor role um, and then the supervisors kind of promote into those three admin type things. Um, we had, we're on our third director uh, in seven years, but wow. I mean, it's went, <clears throat> so the, our original director kind of got us through the the building our new comm center and mm -hmm. through that consolidation process um, and then he moved on to the state and our deputy director moved into that director role um, and then when he left and went to the state also <laughs> uh, that, I've seen the trend. Wow. right <laughs> so yeah so one of our state agencies steals everybody from Johnson County so everybody gives us a hard time 
and <laughs> they, yeah, they say everybody here leaves for Ipsic and it's not, not too far from the truth. So, uh, but I mean, it's worked out well, you know, um, with that gives us, you know, like I said earlier, I, I got to go to Vegas in 2018 and that's where I met Doug for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then luckily we have a really good statewide 911 board that provides some training opportunities. So that's where I met you, Leslie, uh, where yep. they brought you in. Wow. Um, so as an agency, we went from five different small agencies right. that really there was no kind of chance to move up. You know, I mean, you just mm-hmm. kind of waited your turn. And the most exciting thing was when you got to go to day shift from night shift, you know, right. So, but <laughs> but good. now we, you know, we've got people involved in state boards, um, you know, state ABCO, state Nina boards, and then going to conferences too, and kind of getting that kind of professional development and out mingling and meeting people at other agencies. So, right. It sounds like consolidation is not a bad thing. And, and no, I know, I mean, it, depending on first, who you are, it can be like, a, Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think at first it was kind of nobody wanted to leave their comfort zone. Um, But now I think it's, we're starting to realize some of the opportunities it's given us, Uh, you know, seven years in, we're still fighting some of the local agencies that weren't on board and didn't want to lose their dispatch centers and have kind of, I don't know, they fought it, but we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you're a consolidated center, are you? Or sort of, we are not a countywide. We dispatch for police and fire and airport and animal uh-huh. control, and we take the medical calls, but we're not a countywide center. But to promote from within, the opportunities are definitely limited. But one of the things I started challenging myself with uh, was succession planning, and not uh-huh. that I'm moving or going to retire or anything like that. But I wanted to let go of some of the things that other people could do. And just because they have supervisor permissions behind the scenes doesn't mean you can't add somebody to that group and let them take on a task that they could get done. uh, Not quicker because you're slow, but because you have too many things on your plate and passing that and letting them learn. And I think uh, 911 centers, no matter how big or how small, really need to look at succession planning and can somebody above you and below you both do your job or the majority of it if something were to happen to you? And I think that is a topic that really should be focused on moving forward. Yeah. And Doug, you recently retired. Um, was there any, I know, show off. Was there anything in place before you left where you had an opportunity to kind of prepare people for what life was going to be like without Doug Showalter? Well, you know, it's a big Can we imagine that? But yeah. uh, <laughs> I will tell you that I've done that everywhere I've worked. Since I've worked in 10 different communication centers, that I always made sure that whoever I was leaving there mm-hmm. had like the rationale because I always tried to explain to them, I don't just make decisions willy-nilly. There's mm-hmm. a reason behind these decisions. Maybe the floor doesn't understand it at first, but there's a reason behind these things. And that's what I had to try to explain to the person I just worked with. Um, you know, she's like, okay, let's make this decision. I'm like, we have to figure out why we're doing this. And I will tell you why I do that. Because I was so lucky to have people supporting me to be a supervisor back in the day. Right. Lieutenant, this lieutenant that I knew, she was so good. She was a captain now, but she was a lieutenant and she was always encouraging me, promote Doug, try to promote. And I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm one person. And she was like, you got to promote. And then when I did promote, she was the first one to tell me, look, see what happened? And then when I got in charge of the whole state training program, she was the first call to me to say, 
See, that's what yeah. it, that's what it's about. Yeah. And it's like, I tried to be that to everybody else because I had such a great support staff that I tried to be that to people and encourage them, promote, come on, you can do this. Yeah. And, and I think it would be so beneficial if all of us and everybody out there could start to, I mean, as simple as writing down all the stuff. So, you know, Travis, on a normal Monday, start writing down everything that you do and then say, okay, if I'm not here on Tuesday, who's going to do these things? Yeah. And then start building because it's more than just, oh, I got to pull DA requests or I got to make the schedule. I got to sign the overtime slips. But, you know, to Doug's point, having that, you know, you're on the balcony or that, that 30,000 foot view where you're looking at things differently. How do we train our people to do that? Especially if, you know, so if you're in a small center, you're going to have to wait for me to leave before you get any opportunity. Yeah. And, that, and that's, it's kind of the same with me though, because working for the state, the smaller center I was at, you really had to wait for me to leave. There really was no way to get my job unless I left. Yeah. So and how do you motivate people? You know, so I would tell them because we had the ability to, to go anywhere in the state. Right. We transferred to all the 26 communication centers. We'd go all over the place. So I would tell people, look, you may have to leave for a little while. I did. When I first promoted, I went to a different center and then came back as a supervisor. Right. And you may have to do that. But I said, it's so worth it because you can bring that ideas and fresh thoughts and new right. things to this job and not wait for somebody that we all know shouldn't promote that did promote and we're all like you see that person you could have been that person but you chose yeah. to let them do it I so travis not to oh sorry joe i was saying that i had someone with doug i went full circle i left as a mm -hmm. dispatcher that uh manager experience at a countywide agency that had just merged both their city and their county together and got to experience doing a new union contract, doing a new schedule, doing new policies and everything else for the first time. And then even left there to move back home again and mm -hmm. went into the private industry, but went into a cable phone and internet company where I learned a lot about technology. And boy, did that really help me when I came back to 911 and I went full circle. Now I'm back uh, where I started. And I think getting a lot of that experience because consolidation is still talked about once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, technology obviously is always still talked about and ha having both experiences to pull on has made me a, a better person in the position that I'm currently in. Yeah. Travis, did you, were there other people from your agency that wanted the job that you ultimately got? Yeah. I mean, we, we seem to get interest in some of the like admin level jobs. What mm -hmm. we're working on now is trying to get the interest in the CTO spots and in the supervisor spots because, you know, some people want to jump straight into an admin role with no background. Right. Um, and we're trying to stress how important it is to learn the aspects of the job because each, yeah. you know, we've set it up so that everything builds on it so that right. as you do climb that ladder, you can answer the questions, you know, I mean, if you don't have experience as a CTO, you know, we sent all of our supervisors and CTOs through the class because we think it's so important. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, as a CTO, as you guys know, you're the first person to make an impact on somebody. Right. You know, and you make the biggest impact. So we try to stress that those positions are just as important as the admin type positions, um, you know, different responsibilities. So that, that's been kind of difficult at the lower levels. We don't get a right. ton of interest. Um, just because, I mean, right now, a lot of it's night shift and some people have so much seniority that they're on days and they don't want to go back to nights. And right. so it's fighting that. But, 
we've gotten significant interest from inside for, you know, when I applied for the deputy director spot, um, we got interest there. Right now we're doing the hiring process for my old position is quality assurance and training. Mm. Gotten some interest in-house from that. Um, and a lot of it is that natural progression that we've set right. up. So I think that part of it's working. Yeah. And and so how do you make that that first step, that first rung on the ladder attractive? Because we all know, we've all been trainers or are trainers. It is not an easy job. And there's a lot of just emotional and physical draining that happens. And so well, how do we make that first step attracted enough that people want to say, Ooh, yeah, that I want to, that's no, that I think I want. it comes, I think it comes with that support person out there that's pushing along because yeah, I promoted back to Los Angeles from another place and I was on graveyard with the worst days off and I was number 17 out of 17 supervisors. I was the lowest they had. And it's like, it was, I was miserable going, I hate graveyard. I hate this whole thing, but you have to put your time in and you learn and you learn and you learn and then you keep moving and it's you just can't do it and say well i want to be on mornings with weekends off and that doesn't work like that you have to earn that and it's it's just that person that's going to push you along and say you can do it come on you can do this yeah and like you said right there i think one of the biggest forms of currency that we've noticed are days off so what mm -hmm. we've done to kind of help promote that is you know our supervisors and CTOs are at the top of the top of the list when it comes to requesting days off each year oh nice. so one of the benefits is you know you may have you may be lower on the shift in seniority but you know if you're gonna step up and help us out and train mm -hmm. then one of your perks other than you know a little extra money not a, I I mean, I'll admit it's not enough to make a difference. You, if right. you train for us, you want to do the training part of it, um, because I ask a lot of our our trainers. But one of those things to try to get people to step up was, you know, you're going to be second in line to pick days off. Now, there's a few stipulations here and there, but I mean that's that's important currency <laughs> because you, I mean, people know that hey, if I want to plan, you know, trips or whatever. Right. That's that's important to them. Yeah. So I like that idea. How often do you guys bid your department then um, in order to be able to do that? I'm sorry, what was the question? How often do you guys bid your department then to be able to do that? Is it an annual bid, a biannual, every six months? We do it yearly, usually. Yeah. Wow. Um, and we're at the point where we have quite a few, I mean, I say quite a few. We have enough people that, that have quite a bit of seniority that want to stay on nights. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just some people that are just natural night shifters. That's what they right. want. Um, yeah, yeah. And I always said, if, you know, if I ever left the admin ranks, I'd want to go back to nights, but oh. I, I enjoyed it. But I mean, I have three kids at home too, so I enjoy my time with them. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we bid once a year. Um, so, wow. Well, and we year. have, yeah, we we do it yearly, and so we have, you know, that all four supervisors. There's, you know, there's seniority within supervisors, so, and then seniority within CTOs, and then seniority within everybody else. So, yeah. wow. I love that that idea though of, and you you called it currency, that <clears throat> you find out what's important to your staff because what's important to me may not be what's important to somebody else, but yeah. you find out what's important to them. 
and then you use that as something to encourage them to get involved. And then, because I think most of us, once we got involved in the training program or whatever was asked of us, it was like, oh, this is really cool. And, you know, I really like this, but it's getting that, that foot through the door. So awesome. Well, I think we are at our time limit. So Travis, thank you so much for being here. We super appreciate it. And if there's anybody else out there who wants to become part of the We Speak, wow, We wow, Speak Dispatch that? team, sorry, uh, you know, write us. You're not supposed to be drinking during the broadcast. Just. Oh, darn it. Dispatch <laughs> at gmail.com. And Joe, because he is the keeper of all of the podcast info, give us the, give us the rundown of where, where people can hear us. We want you to listen to us, that's for sure. We are on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Anchor, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and probably a few others that I don't even know about. But we are all over the podcast land. So make sure you check out We Speak Dispatch on one of those platforms. Absolutely. So thank you very much for everybody coming in. We look forward to talking to you again. Have a great shift, a great day, a great night, wherever you're going. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, Thanks guys. Hey, this is Jill, and you've been listening to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch, proudly sponsored by our friends at Zybex. 911, what's your emergency? Give me a police department. I'm going to help you. 911 emergency, what are you reporting? Hi, you-